0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the GFN Philly 215 Questions Podcast, the podcast where two guys ask what the one thing is for five different questions to a GFN Philly member. The two guys asking the questions are Bowen Nahr and myself, Jim Murphy. Hey, Bowen. Hey, Jimmy. We are pleased to welcome our guest, Gershon Morgolis, founder at Imperial Advisory CFOs. Hey, Gershon, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. All right, let's kick off the show here. Five questions, and we'll start with question number one. What's the one thing from your story that's important for people to
1: know? One thing that's interesting from my story, and I've had several different careers, if you will. I started my career working in bonds. Then I pivoted into small business corporate finance, where I'm right now running a fractional CFO company, doing consulting and fractional CFO work. And the one thing that I think that you can learn from my whole story is that you can make moves. People sometimes feel that they're siloed but you don't necessarily have to stay siloed. You don't have to stay in the same place. I started building my current business while I was working. I was an investment banker. I would come home at 10 o'clock at night. I would take the bus. And because I spent the extra $3, I got a coach bus where I could sit and do work. And I had clients coming to me, that was my side gig. And then when the time came for me to move away from bonds, pursue this as a full-time venture, I had a list of clients. I had people who already knew me and trusted me. And yeah, I think that that is an important thing to take away.
2: You were very much ahead of the curve there, Gershon, because one of the most interesting stats in the, the market right now, in 2020, they issued 4.2 million new business licenses, highest number ever on record in, in 2020. And then in 21, they actually... Beat that, and it was 5 million new business licenses. So all of these people right now are starting their own businesses, doing these side hustles. People ask me all the time, they're like, where is everybody? And I go, I believe they're they're entrepreneurs now. They're all starting their own businesses.
0: Yeah. Sean, I think the big part I take away from there is maybe it's that pivot, right? You're not, like you said mentioned, stuck in the silo, but you do have that ability to pivot. And I think if people set dreams or goals with their life, but maybe they have to realize it's not really a destination, it's a journey. Just knowing that you have that option to change up what you're doing. And as you mentioned, and maybe the millennials call it this day, they, they take their side hustle and make it their main hustle. I think it gives people hope and just knowing that you have that option to pivot and, and switch it up and things are going to be okay.
1: Right. And, and to that point, it's not Sometimes you don't even have to make the biggest pivot because you can go, even within an industry, you can move to vastly different roles and take your knowledge, your understanding of how the other people think, and you can provide tremendous value, often doing something very different.
0: Question number two, what's the one inspirational quote that you would share with the listeners?
1: I believe it was Ray Dalio who said that you can have anything you want, you just can't have everything you want. I know for me growing a business I'm looking to to take it to the next level but to me family is very important. I try to take time off to be with the kids. I try to do my best not to work on the weekend. For me that's a high value. For me that was the blessing of COVID. So obviously COVID came with challenges both myself and most people in the world. But for me the big opportunity and what I see as the biggest blessing was that I was home for dinner. To me that was a it was a huge opportunity and it's something that you know I'm looking to take away from COVID. Just how can I build my life around continuing to do that? Because that's more important.
2: Absolutely. Dalio spends quite a bit of principles talking about that. I think he references it as priorities, right? He goes, if you prioritize everything as the number one thing, you'll never be happy. I see incredibly successful people, but they're like, well, I'm not as good as a philanthropist as I am. He goes, you have to put it in order that we all have a finite amount of time and energy to put into those things. And yeah, I think you are, again, you're ahead of the curve here, Gershon, where A lot of people realized, oh, wait, I like being home with my family. I like getting this extra time. The the amount of people that I've spoken to that feel that they're a better mom or a better dad because they actually got to spend some extra time at home because of COVID, is it really is remarkable. It is the silver lining on a pretty dark cloud for the
0: last couple of years. Yeah. yeah. Out there, I think on a, in, in social media land, I've seen this clip where it's a cartoon guy, he's, in front of him is a big pile of money on a stick and it's kind of running its course up to a cliff and he progressively gets older. And when he gets to the end, he has all this cash in his hands, but he's at the end of the cliff and then he realizes, oh, I want to do all these things.
1: Right. So it's really important. It's like a very important concept on multiple layers, on the macro level and on a micro level. Rapid fire. What's your one book? Recently I've been reading the book, Never Split the Difference. It's a book by Chris Voss, a great, great book. What's your one song? So I traditionally don't watch musicals, but somehow I got dragged into watching The Greatest Showman with my kids. And I really enjoyed and still enjoy, my favorite song is is A Million Dreams. It's about thinking about what could happen and where you could be and not, not letting others squelch you. What's your one vacation destination? All right, this is an interesting one. My vacation destination is I want to go to Vermont and I want to go to a ski lodge and I want to not go skiing. I want to sit at a window near a fireplace, watch other people ski, and read a book. And I would love to take my wife along with me. We just have to find Babysitter for the kids.
0: What's your one TV series?
1: 24. And
2: what's your one movie? Ocean's 11. Yeah, I I could see Jack Bauer fitting in with the rest of the uh, Ocean's uh, 11. Maybe he'll be in Ocean's 14. Well, no, I mean, he's going to go catch them. That's true. They're they are, they are they're, they're more of the anti-heroes right there. So I, I do enjoy a good musical, but I still haven't seen The Greatest Showman. And it's, it seems like such a polarizing movie. I know some people that just absolutely love it, and some people that are like, it's not the Hugh Jackman movie they wanted to go see. So why Vermont? I'm, I'm out here in Colorado. We've got some
1: pretty nice ski mountains you can go stare at from the lodge. Vermont is close enough that I can drive. I enjoy the long drive. So, you know, Vermont's probably a five or six hour drive, depending on where you go.
0: Love it. 24 is a great callback. I remember when I was maybe in high school, I think the big thing was maybe like that master list. And they always used to say, was it a uh, Superman wears Jack Bauer underwear, right? So you kind of have all those great lines there. I think that actually ties nice back to your book. He does tie into his experiences in the FBI and hostage situations. So you kind of refer that back to Jack Bauer and never negotiating with terrorists.
1: Question number four, what's the one charity or cause that you would recommend to the listeners? There's a charity called High Lifeline, which is a charity that, helps families cancer patients. You know, it's a charity that I got involved in fundraising for when I was younger. My kids have fundraised for it. And their goal is to make the sick kids happy. And often it's cancer patients. There are other charities that do similar things, but this is one of them that I'm familiar with.
2: The palliative care, especially if it's for super sick children, it helps the whole of the family is so incredibly important so we'll, we'll make sure that we
1: post it are there any events
2: that are coming up that you're aware of or anything specific that uh, fundraiser that they might be doing in the near future we can reference
1: i know in the summer the kids have raised for them in camp like we had a bake sale to raise money for them Yeah, you know, my daughter made very good very good cookies so i'm definitely. in for the cookies
0: there, there can't be enough of these great organizations out there that are helping families going through difficult situations, whether it's dealing with a sick child, and you just love the community aspect of it, right? You have people stepping up, you know, raising money, raising awareness, volunteering. You now, it's, it's the last thing any person or family or wants to deal with in their life. All right, and the last question, what's your one tip for building a meaningful
1: connection? I'll start with what the best way to get people to build a connection is to get them talking about themselves. I would say that that my approach is you try to help people. You try to find a way that you can make a difference and it makes you feel good to be helping them. And I do a lot of networking. I'll talk to people and I'll, I'll try to see, like, is there, is there something I can do to help you? So you can't force it, but if there is a way you can help, then try to do that. No, I love
2: that. And that is, it reminds me of another quote similar to the one you said earlier, this one's from Zig Ziglar. You can have everything in life you want if you just help other people get what they want. If you can find a way to add value to them, you're going to connect and they're going to want to chat with it.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, and like you mentioned, you kind of hear that as a common theme on a lot of these, right? I think a lot of people understand that that there's a lot of value in helping other people and maybe connecting the dots. It kind of reminds me of Stuart Diamond's discussion in Getting More where he mentions about uh, trading items of unequal value, right? That introduction to that individual means the role to, them, to that person. However, the thought of you just making that email introduction only took you a few minutes. I'm not saying that you're always trying to always benefit from that type of situation, but you can always find ways to help others. Or like you mentioned, sometimes you can't force something right away when you're meeting and talking to new people. Uh, just staying in contact,
1: making introductions
0: where possible, and just being mindful of other people. I,
1: think. It's good to be mindful and keep track of who you speak to. I try to keep notes on, on who I speak with. And sometimes that that opportunity to help someone comes in a little bit later. Sometimes something will come up, someone who I met a year or two ago who, you know, there was nothing I could do. They were a nice person. You met them maybe once or twice. and But now the opportunity comes and you can go and help two people. Um, and like you said, it, it's just, for me, it's a couple of minutes. And, and we talked a little bit earlier about prioritizing. So we have a, I'll give her a shout out. Her name is Jennifer. Uh, we have an amazing person on our team who basically does everything. And she officially does marketing, but she does everything else. And one of the things she does is help help make these introductions. Hey, Gershon. Well, thanks again for joining us here in the GFN Philly Two Hundred and Fifteen Questions Podcast. Thank you.
0: Thank you.